You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right. Welcome to yet another episode of Here to Consumption. I am your host, Lance Lambert, and uh, a couple of really special friends in the studio today. And uh, due to COVID for the last year, we haven't really been able to enjoy people having uh, a little FaceTime here in the studio. It's all been long distance. One is coming all the way from the East Coast, which is perfect timing. So I just came back from Boston. And then uh, another friend coming out of Minnesota, soon to be hailing out of California, we hope. We hope. So we will jump into it right here. First, I'd like to introduce who is going to be my guest co-host for not just this, but the next episode, which is Rochelle Gordon, who uh, Rochelle has a bit of background uh, in the industry, you could say. She has a phenomenal story. If you haven't heard her story, be sure to look us up. We actually did an episode together a few months ago, and uh, how she got into the industry is phenomenal. It's just so cool, especially when you find out what she used to do. <laughs> I, still, I smile every time I think about it. And then, uh, so yeah, so she'll be on for the next few episodes, uh, especially being a medical advocate. You know, she very much is in the same wheelhouse as me as far as the way she sh- supports the industry. So stoked to have her on. And then our official guest, who same thing, if you get a chance to look up, uh, we just did a show. Wasn't that long ago? It was several weeks ago. It's all a blur. That's what pand- <laughs> that's what pandemics do to us as a population. Oh um, my gosh. But Nikki Lolly coming out of the East Coast. Yes. Hoot, hoot. Welcome to the show, both of you. This is awesome. And live and in person. This is when I'm just like full on grinning about and I'm not high yet. <laughs> I'm just really smiling because I think I've only had a few people in the studio in the last year and a half. I won't lie. So welcome. It's great to be here. Welcome to both of you. Yes. Thanks for having us. Definitely, definitely. And we have to jump right into it. So, you know, normally we kind of keep things a little ambiguous uh, as far as time frame and all the rest of it. But I do have to point out, like, literally, Rochelle and I just got done. I just did a NorCal tour uh, with Green Bros with my company. And uh, Rochelle, actually, her her full time, her day job, as we call it, right, the day job, uh, she works for one of our sponsors for Bovida. And uh, her and I both got to catch up at a little event up in Northern California called the Hall of Flowers, and uh, kind of want to get in that. Nikki, you didn't make it out in time, or you you just got into town right after it ended. You you rolled in Friday, I think. So um, I kind of want to get into a little recap on Hall of Flowers because it plays in nicely uh, to Rochelle and Nikki and in a little gifting that went on. And then we'll kind of segue into Nikki's uh, first impression of California because you've never been here. That's so cute. I run into people in Vegas sometimes. They're like, I'm like, oh my god, you go here, go there, and. Like, well, I've never been here before. And I'm like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> this is Disneyland for adults. Are you kidding me? So Rochelle, my gosh. I get so um if you're in the industry and you don't follow Rochelle, I highly recommend it. Again, very, very outspoken advocate. And um she just posted up a phenomenal picture of um everything she is able to collect at the Hall of Flowers. Now, in fairness, she's doing a product review uh for our friends at MG. Both her and I, in, in disclosure, both her and I write for uh, MG Magazine, which is phenomenal, again, industry magazine. Um, what did you think? What did you think of this show? I mean, it was a whirlwind, right? to say the least. <laughs> um, it was so great to be back. I mean, it's such a fun and unique event just in general. And so it was great to be reunited. You know, it really did feel like uh, some sort of a uh, 
you know, a cannabis reunion, right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. so many of us hadn't seen one another. And I kept hearing that over and over again, like, gosh, it's so nice to be back in person. And, you know, obviously COVID friendly, you know, you had to oh, totally. be vaccinated yeah. or a negative test to get in. And, yep. Um, yep. you know, it was masks in the halls, you know, it was, it was very friendly, but it was very nice to be back. Um, I have to say though, I mean, I was, even I was shocked by how busy and how, how hungry everybody is. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Like, you know, it's a, it's great to see everyone. It felt like, you know, a nice vibe, but I mean, we're in a crisis right now, you know? And so, yeah. you know, with the oversupply and the taxation, you know, there's an issue. And so you could really tell that people were really, really hungry. You know? And that was maybe the, you know, I've had a few ask actually, including Nikki, uh, you know, what I thought of it. And I was like, well, I'm a little biased. Like I used to do so many shows, so I'm kind of more critical and I couldn't put my finger on it, but I think you kind of nailed it there. Cause I was like, well, it was a different vibe than the first few shows, right? Yeah. The first few shows felt so viral and organic. Uh, but then exactly to your point, kind of putting two and two together, the market was in a much happier place. The last few shows or the first few, I should say the last few are different, but the first few, um, that's when we were still over, you know, a thousand dollars, 12, 14, $1,500 a pound. And you point out something obvious, um, everyone right now is looking at $500 outdoor coming off the hill. And this is yeah. sad because when you're getting down to a dollar a gram, we saw what that did to the Oregon market. Now, granted, Oregon's limitless license and the population is, my gosh, 3.9 million, not 42 million <laughs> like <laughs> California. So it's hard to compare. But we saw when they had a glutton for, uh, you know, almost like this continuous bumper crop year after year after year of too much. That's a good point, Rochelle. I think that maybe was the undertone that I was feeling. Just a little bit of desperation on, are we going to be able to sell our packs this season, right? I don't even think it was a little bit of desperation, honestly. I mean, yeah. it, it seemed pretty clear to me. I mean, people were hopeful, but being realistic. And I think at the, you know, everybody wanted to kind of, you know, smile and have a nice yeah. time, which we all did. We all had a nice time, oh, but we totally. all, in the back of our heads, we knew. Like, we know what's going on right now, and it's sink or swim. Yeah. And so, you know... It was really great getting to connect with, you know, some of the farmers, you know, Moon Maid, you know, a lot of the, yeah. lot of our friends there. Um, but some of the big activations were fun to see too. You know, it's, it's an interesting industry, especially in California, you know, such a broad, broad marketplace. So I don't know, what were some of your takeaways? I don't know, you know, I have to agree with you, catching up with friends and again, is, an, is a unique experience for me because getting in, you know, almost a week early and kind of doing this whole tour through Bodega Bay and, and then Ukiah and... Humboldt and Redway and in Alder Point, you know, making this big loop and getting to connect with the farmers first. Um, you know, I was coming in, I'm always an optimist, always an upbeat guy, but again, these are friends, you know, that I've known for years or I've grown up with and to see what they're going through. Um, so I guess I came in with a little bit of a disposition to this show, but the takeaways were to your point, everyone just wants to move forward. Like everyone, there was that level of camaraderie. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was still good vibes. It was just, um, yeah, there, there was something, a little bit of a cloud hanging over. And I guess that's maybe why I just didn't feel as connected. Even running into to good friends like Tim and Taylor Blake, you know, the um, founder of Emerald Cup and Swami was there. You know, there's a couple of OGs there and they were putting on a best face. But, you know, you could tell in conversation, yeah. you know, behind everything, that's that was definitely a bit of frustration. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad, too, because you've, you've, tried, you've done a lot of shows, especially domestic, Rochelle. And you know this. I mean... Uh, a Northern California pound in any other part of this country, in any other part of the world is coveted. You know, I remember being out in England on the countryside, Midland, uh, for Product Earth Expo. And, and at the time they called it Autopot Summer Social, another um, strictly B2B event. This is a few summers ago. 
I remember guys over there, like, if you can get a pound over here, obviously this is, you know, speaking in the shadows conversation, like, <laughs> if, if you could get a pound over to England, I would give you 5,000 British pounds sterling for that wholesaler. And I'm like, at that time, yeah, that was between six and 7,000 U.S. Like, we haven't seen those numbers in California in years, mm -mm. In, in, dare I say, decades, you know? So, again, it's so discerning to know that there's just this phenomenal, in all the flower I saw on the hill, this is a great year. Mm -hmm. surprising with with the you all follow this but with the water shortages up in northern california some counties affected more than others and then obviously with all the fires which contaminates crops that contaminated the friend i was talking about earlier nikki you know gave him some exotic genetic genetics uh derman poison out of south africa he popped all the seeds i gave him and all got ruined by smoke last oh, season no, yeah the tragedy. entire and i was like oh gosh so i had to hit up my other grower and see if he still held on to a few of them because they got cataloged you know, in as a, as an exotic in the California registry. So hopefully there's a few hanging on, but mm. stuff like that happens. And yeah. everyone had a great crop this year. Everyone, I mean, there's people that I talked to, the tour of my buddy John's uh, farm, uh, Ray's farm, great, phenomenal, organic, closed loop, all natural. And he's trying to hold out till November to take down in hopes that mm. the market will shift. Mm. That's mm -hmm. something, even if it comes up to 750 a pound, you know, <laughs> versus squeezing it off the oil or something or, you know, mm. worse. So... Anyway, but yeah, the takeaways, mm -hmm. we're getting to catch up with friends like you and yeah. getting to catch up with others. Yeah, it's a, we, we've made it through so much shit. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> like, like, we'll get through this. Just, we'll get through this too. Yeah, so, no problem. Definitely. Well, kind of segue really quick. So Nikki, um, my God, your first time to California, which this is awesome. And uh, you, you have a bit of a tour guide that mentioned out of all the dispensaries you went to as your first <laughs> dispensary in California, it sounded like it was one in Long Beach, but you've enjoyed it, right? I have, I'm overwhelmed with can i swear yeah okay yeah. cool <laughs> fucking joy i mean like i have so much joy just bursting out of every pore in my body um i've never been such a cool place where everybody is so polite and kind and helpful and there's no task too big or too small i mean yeah I'm staying with an amazing human, Erica Halverson, who um, is mm. tiny e-paper, who's like we know really, <laughs> she's a homie. Really she's been working away. to you know transform sustainable packaging and just focusing on paper and how many great things can be made. I mean, hello guys, we are in the cannabis industry. Should we not be using? hemp business cards. I mean, oh, it yeah. seems like such a small ask and such a, a good ask. Like yeah. we all care about the environment and what better way to support our fellow industry peeps than to actually utilize their products and services. And Agreed. to me, Erica has an amazing idea and a passion that's burning and it it's just gonna explode. And I'm super pumped to really see that and understand it. You know, she has literally a learning station of industrial hemp in her front yard on Long Beach that like says, this has no CBD, this will not get you high. It's, you know, literally they're eight feet tall. It's unbelievable how cool it is. And then she has, you know, some babies in the back. Yeah. That are, are that. you know, <laughs> unbelievably smelly, terpeny, amazing. Um, but everybody's just so chill and the vibe is so yeah. cool. I mean, Rochelle had us up last night to um, the her. Pe the petite. 
the, the, her, the petite her, Hermitage. Her hipster hotel. <laughs> oh my the, gosh. The whole I WeHo mean, experience she got. Yes. <laughs> it was the best experience. The coolest waiters, waitresses, servers, all that. The busboys. I mean, literally everybody was so kind. And yeah. Rochelle is such an amazing person to like always remember names and introduce people. And, you know, she, Rochelle always makes you feel like you're somebody, yeah. if that makes any sense. No, I mean, totally. She totally. has been one of my biggest allies and supporters since I discovered the plant, which was yeah. January of 17. And I met her like that summer of 17 and we bonded like peas in a pod. It was just an amazing thing. And so I originally came out here because Alta Lunis, this amazing women-focused wellness brand, um, really wants to help me, and they're actually helping me. Alta Lunis is helping me with the uh, whole branding of Nikki Lolly oh, and cool. Nikki and the cool, Plant. Cool. And um, so Kara Raffelli is, she's like St. Kara, you know? I mean, like, literally the humans I have in my life, you, Lance, <laughs> I mean, it's like angels just like fucking flowing out of me i mean like <laughs> well we're all good vibe you you know that's i don't i grew up with it, it but it, it doesn't mean that it has to be instilled from you you don't have to be from northern california to have an appreciation for the culture the craft and, and just the energy within the community you know and i even have to remind myself because rochelle and i just all the time oh what's going on in the industry what's going on in the industry and we're like wait this is a community first and an industry second you know absolutely and that's why you know we've seen influx and i'm not i'm stereotyping east coast right now i love you there's several people i love on the east coast but we saw a lot of influx of investors and such that are coming out of new york and all that and they're kind of coming into the industry i don't know if you remember rochelle it's probably like three or four years ago and they're like, oh, these stoners don't know what they're doing. We're going to come in and show them how to do real business, this and that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, the industry pushed them out like splinters. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, it's just like, don't think that we don't know what we're doing. Don't think that just because we're laid back, easy going, good vibes, don't mistake in kindness for weakness kind of scenario, yeah. right? And a lot of them figured it out, and they're like, oh, shit, we can't just come in and run the show like .com or real estate or any other market that they've you know come into. But... On the inverse of that, when we do meet people that are good vibes and good energy and, and obviously huge proponents and advocates and activists uh, for the freedom of the plant and the understanding of it, destigmatizing de the plant, um, like yourself, I mean, yeah, it's like open arms across the board, you know, it's so common. And that's what the industry is all about. That's what attracts us all. It's not always, I, I love how Rochelle pointed out the obvious, you know, it's not all happy-go-lucky all the time. There's challenges, there's trials and tribulations. There has been for decades. But what we're able to do to make a difference as a group, as a community, you know, we're fortunate to have people like you coming into it, no matter how soon or how later, you know, with legalization, there's always opportunity. Well, what's interesting is New York State just legalized. And so exactly what you're talking about, everyone that's a local legacy farmer is yeah. like, hell no we say no, we don't want your money, we don't want your anything. And one of the beauties of the New York state law is it's really supposed to be for the small yeah. business and making things affordable and, you know, giving back to the war on drugs, the victims of the war on drugs. I mean, 100%. so many communities have been absolutely destroyed by the bullshit of the war on drugs. And I live on a little island. There's like, I don't know, 
15,000 people. I mean, it's not like a huge yeah. little island, but I actually went to my first board meeting and you're looking at somebody who I'm kind of scared, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty intimidated, you know, from a kind standpoint of conservative of, in that. Yeah. I'm not conservative, really. That would not, not be a politically word. speaking. But that would not <laughs> be a person- word I would ever. I meant by personality, not oh, by, yeah. but you know, you, but, you, but I tried to... you've worked your way into the industry yeah. is what I'm saying. And, so, yeah. OMFG. So we go to this board meeting and it's literally to decide is Grand Island going to opt in for retail sales and consumption? And speaker number one, I hate the term, but a Karen. I mean, <laughs> I really don't like it because there are some really good Karens out there, but, you know, it's a little stereotypical. Um, but they do exist. There's stereotypes for a reason. That's yeah. the unfortunate part. She was next level Karen, okay? Like if Karen had a mother, this was her. And um, she was, she had like all her points and she claimed she was a doctor. I later learned, unless she got her doctor from a, you know, cereal box, nobody knows about her being a doctor. No kidding. Um, But she's quoted as being a doctor. And that to me is so flipping wrong. So she introduces herself, you know, and she's all hoity-toity, all polished and, you know, whatever. And... She literally was like, we need to opt out. There's too many children here. We're, you know, all the bullshit mm-hmm. that you hear. So after that, you know, I mean, I'm a little scared now. Like, I mean, are there going to be like fucking 20 of these, you know, parents coming Lined up? up? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I live on a pretty conservative island. Like I said, we're not all liberals. So OMFG, um, I get up there and I had like four points I wanted to say all of them had left my brain. Like, they checked out. I mean, that's the beauty of traumatic brain injury is you never, you can always yeah. watch lots of reruns because you never remember <laughs> any of it. <laughs> I'll be watching Three's Company all day for the record then. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up there and I literally spoke from my heart to each and every member on that panel. Yeah. And I, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, it was really moving and the news actually picked it up and oh that's what you were talking about this yeah is a- <laughs> yeah that's and i just awesome. was like we need to opt in as a town because i need access to my medicine i do not want to drive to buffalo williamsville or amherst which are all within 30 minutes I mean, or off the record having to go to canada to niagara falls right because i know some people in buffalo do some people in buffalo have to do that <laughs> Facts, so. facts, but I haven't been able to go there since COVID. Yeah. And I just recently got vaccinated, finally, after, you know, all kinds of allergy testing and ensuring that I wasn't going to have a reaction. Yeah. And um, so now I can go to Canada. I'm so pumped. But <laughs> I literally have a storage unit full of weed that, like, is totally degraded CBN at this point. Oh, but geez. I'm sure. But it was, like, thousands of high-end dispensary weed. But... Um, it's just been eye-opening to see how much of an impact you can really make just being your authentic self. Yeah. And I feel like people really are hungry for the story of someone getting off pharmaceuticals, someone, you know, coming off some of the pharmaceuticals, someone whose life has been saved by this plant. And I'm one of those people. 
And so when I spoke to the board, it was literally from my heart saying, this plant saved my life. And so then after I got done, I mean, it was pretty quick. And then uh, after I got done, a guy came up um, or a lady came up and said, I was all for opting out until I heard Mrs. Lolly's story. And now I started to think, you know, I have lots of friends that, you know, they live in a nursing home and they can't smoke their cannabis. So I literally, you know, it's a big problem for them. And I mean, what she's talking about is true. You know, she doesn't go places where she doesn't have access to her medicine. So why as a town should we force her to go off of her home? And so then we had a guy come up who worked from, uh, just moved from Boston. And he said, I worked in a dispensary and $15,000 a day in sales. Then you multiply that with a 15% tax. And then of that 15%, 4% goes to your town. Why the hell would you think of opting out? <laughs> and yeah. he said, you know, for the can Grand Island really afford to say no when it's going to be yes all around us? And everyone is truly scared. I mean, about actually saying yes to plant medicine. They literally, I got, so Karen's husband. (laughs) Was he a Todd? (laughs) He was, I Is that that the term? A Todd? I think it is a Todd, Todd, right? A Todd. It's not a Todd. or Kevin? Chad. Oh, Chad. And then there's Chad. Chad is different. Chad is different. Chad's different. Yeah, total Chad's different. Anyway, anyway, whatever it is, this guy, he's like, so you're for pot shops on the island. Like I'm walking out of the town hall and you're for pot shops. What's wrong with you? And I said, yes, I am. And, you know, tell me why you're so anti. And I said, the plant saved my life. And he's like, you're wrong. You're wrong. This is a gateway drug. You're just wrong. Oh, wow. And I mean, like, he Dang. got up in my face. Ronald Reagan Jr. right there. What he the said heck? the war, yeah. listen to go. this. He said the war on drugs worked. Well, and I said, I think even the uh, government by now has def- has has recognized defeat on the one the billions of dollars. And and they oh literally are saying, you know, wow. um, it's a gateway drug. It's you know, not on my island, not on my island. And he was like, it's a NIMBY, not in my backyard. Shit. Yeah. And my husband, Dang. who's like wicked conservative, and you know, he just stood there and he, you know, he didn't defend me. But honestly, he couldn't. There was nothing he could say that. Yeah, could there's some recover people. from me. Yeah. But I literally, he's like, I was so calm through the whole thing. And I was literally amazed at how calm I was. I mean, yeah. there's certain issues that I'm pretty hardcore. And <laughs> like yeah, somebody that's very anti-cannabis is, you know, I would normally be a little postal. Yeah. But in this case, I maintained my cool. And when my husband came in the car, we got in the car and he said, there was only one of you screaming and it wasn't you. Yeah. And he said, this guy was losing his mind. He was like clenching his fist. I mean, it was scary a little bit. I mean, I kind of felt like when I worked at Planned Parenthood and we had to have a police escort, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, it kind of makes it, you, you know, that, um, there's no one close to him that's OD from cannabis, unlike pharmaceuticals and opioids. So that's kind of, you know, normally when people have that level of passion and disdain towards something. It's like, you know, my child, but I've got a neighbor who his child passed away. So he's very protective of all children mm-hmm. because of his child, kids playing in the street or whatever. He flips out, which I understand because he's lost a child. I mean, I could only imagine, you know, 
But I mean, he doesn't have anything to empathize because the, the right. plant has really done damage to no one. You know, the the war on it has, and 100%. the illicit status has, right? Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So, but that is, it, it's interesting that to your point, that small island because we saw it in Colorado. It it, it even happened, although it wasn't. I don't know, Rochelle, did you see it in the news that much? It wasn't publicized so much in California, but approximately 73% of the counties in the state of California put a moratorium when we passed Prop 215. So Prop 64, which we, we I'm sorry, Prop 215 was, was adult use Prop 64 medical. So when we had Prop 215, I mean, it was the Wild West, but nobody, all of a sudden Prop 64 comes where it's adult use legalization in three quarters of even California, which think everyone thinks is fully liberal. It's not. We have conservative counties like Orange County and in San Diego County, places that are very cool, just a little, little more conservative. Um, but we have counties like that that put moratoriums um, at least at, at municipality or city level. And then some of them came around. And the same thing happened in Colorado. I'm telling you, when yeah. I was out there for adult use 2014, and there were these little cities that rather be, it was a steel town like Pueblo, Colorado, or um, a cattle town out in, you know, the countryside near Kansas. You know, these people are just like, how much money can you make? J- just on production and processing, not even on distribution and retail. And it's like, yeah, this this plant's taxed every way from Wednesday by the time it gets to, <laughs> we're taxed, the farmers are taxed six times here in California. Yeah. From seed to square footage. To, uh, it's insane. So that's one thing I like kind of lost my shit on a little bit when I checked out of the dispensary and, you know, you um, saw the breakdown. The, 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 taxes, the sticker shock. The sticker the taxes. Shock. By the way, Prop 65, yeah. it, could, it could cause cancer. <laughs> so California. Look out for that mirror scene, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally could not get over the taxes. I mean, yeah. $60 an eighth sucked but then to have to pay freak i don't even know what the numbers were like it was like 20 percent and 18 percent like two separate taxes that like were almost as much as the 64 bucks i had just spent on the eighth um but i gotta say it was a good eighth okay yeah if you're getting fire tell us about that eighth that you like so much yeah i think that eighth is going to make an appearance yeah we have uh, that i think i think we do have that because i was hearing all kinds of all kinds of good insight on it. So, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. 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 Feel so, free to promote it. Hey, you know. Look, I don't work <laughs> for anybody, right? Like, I'm just all about advocacy and awareness. But when I find a cultivar that, like, rocks my socks, I just want more of it. Oh, yeah. Because I want to know, yeah. is it just the day that it worked for me? Or is it, like, really those genetics? Like, Tycoon Alam, I'm actually here to go tour their facility and, you know. They're my, one of my serious, awesome strain jams yeah. that really works for me. But I got to tell you guys, cannabiotics, canbiotics, however you say it, OMFG, cereal milk for the win, people. Cereal milk, the terp profile, one. I don't know what's in it. I haven't even gotten that far because... So I'm going to Google it. Yeah, no, please. No, it's funny. It's, <laughs> no, I'm curious. Um... When you find something, though, Nikki, I've noticed, you know, over the years that when you find something that works for you, you re- you know right away. Right away. Oh, yeah. um, you know You know right away. And so, um, I, in fact, I remember there was a shatter, I think. Uh, was that in Vancouver or no. in Niagara? There was yeah, a, a shatter, I remember, once oh. that was really remarkable for you. So, who, how did you come across, I was just curious because I forgot to ask last night, um, mm. how did you come across the can- cannabiotics? Like, what, uh, did someone recommend it to you? Like, how did you end up buying it 
in the dispensary. So there was this company, My Jane, that I was working with, and um, Emma French was this amazing social media marketing kind of manager, kind of chick. And she's like, Nikki, if you ever come to California, cereal milk is where it's at. I'm like, it's cereal milk? That just sounds gross. And, and, well, yeah, and, and I'm looking at, normally I can disseminate the names, but th- this is a pretty sick, so it's part of the cookies. Yeah. Right? It's part of the cookies family. Go figure. Break it down. But the, yes. I, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, you all want to know this. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. So it's White Life, which is actually cookies crossed, the original OG cookies crossed with cherry pie, which cherry pie for the record is a classic. It's mm. not land race, but it is mm-hmm. definitely a classic cultivar. Love it. And then that's crossed with uh, Snowman. So that's where you're getting. So you're getting the the milk from Snowman, oh. the, the cereal from Cookies and Cherry Pie. So, okay. so there's that sativa dominant. Yeah, though, but I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, I have zero pain, and that's a big deal for me. I mean, that I mean, I live with a headache seven out of ten every single day. So any stressful or busy, any kind of neuro fatigue, it just yeah. kind of amplifies it. Cereal milk not only has given me zero pain and feeling good, but I'm actually communicating well. I mean, it's really, you know, every cannabis has its usually pluses and minuses. And like, I've tried using apps that, you know, track it because it's really good to know what works for you. I mean, different cultivars. I mean, Rochelle's 100% right. I mean, I know within a minute usually when I'm smoking and I have to smoke my medicine. I mean, we can give me edibles all day long. I can spend thousands of dollars on yeah, edibles. That's not full spectrum. That's barely broad spectrum when you're getting into concentrates, you know, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But. I know, but I mean, I would love to not have to smoke. However, yeah. it's the most rapid onset. Yep. It just helps me so much. And when we were talking about, um, the pound prices that you guys are talking about and the farmers, I had no idea. Okay. Obviously I'm in Buffalo, New York, so this is not something I'm familiar with. But what I can tell you is since New York went legalized, we have this beautiful little clause in our MARTA that basically says you can gift cannabis Mm -hmm. up to three ounces. You can have three ounces on your person at any time and five pounds in your home. Wow. So we're one out. Most most Western states are one ounce gifting. Literally, right. I tell yeah. friends like Rochelle already do this. Obviously, most most of my friends, I'm like, you know, I can bring an ounce to gift you at the airport when I pick you up. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, no. Then we can go to Venice and smoke it. <laughs> You're not gonna get you know, it's just insane. But that's three ounces. Yeah, that's three generous. ounces. That's, wow. I'm surprised actually. I am too. But, Pleasantly surprised. But here's yeah. the gig. So we just had the final people appointed to our cannabis control board. Oh, okay. um, and it has been a shit show since we had like. I know. It, it legalized game. months ago and we're all sitting here going, March okay, 31st. Yeah. It was signed. Yeah. And Cuomo now is out. So now we have a new governor. <laughs> and uh, she was like all about it. And as far as I know, she's a, more conservative. Like she's very passionate about women and diversity and. But I didn't really know her position on cannabis. And to have appointed all five members of this board that was supposed to be appointed like a month after he signed it into law, yep. yeah. to have that within her first three weeks in office, I got... Well, she probably heard from enough people that things might have turned out slightly different or maybe less problematic for Cuomo had he actually done something about moved to Ford and embracing wasn't and I had friends out there like he was not doing himself any favors by dragging his feet. No. 
No. And but now we have what's called these like pop-ups and there's pop-ups oh, that are <laughs> You know what these are? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, you can we find do. them anywhere in LA. At any, at any really? Time. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we have like big ones. There's like 80 vendors, people that have never you've A never heard of, B you don't even know Yeah. They don't know shit about cannabis in many cases, not all, not all at all. But I'm saying kind of what you guys were talking about, the legacy market and don't try and bring your corporate in here and like yeah. mess with our stuff. We're getting at these pop-ups, they're getting $90 an eighth. Wow. 90. And it's all from California, you guys. Because street's still lower than that. In, 90. In, I believe. I have one friend that's a big plug out there. but New York is, is expensive, though. It's always been more expensive, but 90 is aggressive. Yeah. I think it's totally been around $70 yeah, and out there, say, not 90. 65, 70, yeah, 90. Yeah. It's, it's all that's day. Every, at all these vendors. And they'll have like 80 vendors at these events. And there hasn't been any issues with um, law enforcement or any creepy stuff. Um, one of the concerns was security because like at 90 and 8th, you can just imagine how much mm, yeah. cash mm-hmm. that's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Same old story. And it's all yeah. cash, right? So at the end of the day, it's still kind of drug gifting and <laughs> yeah. drug repurposing. But gang members could easily come in and just kind of like, hey, give us your shit. And yeah. we don't want the pot. We want the money. And in reality... You know, in we have like women's cannabis collectives and things like that in Buffalo, and you know it's a little scary. It's a little sketch. So like yeah. now we got bitches carrying guns. You know, well, that underground scene is <laughs> it, it is sketch. We still had one pretty dominant here. I don't know if you heard about Rochelle, but they had an underground. I think they do it on a weekly. And essentially, I won't say the name of it, but if if you're in, then you know. But it's totally underground. They do it once a week, and it was literally like a underground farmers market. You know. And you could get anything. And opposite of that, though, you get killer rates because it was, you know, it was from the shadows. So you don't know and you're not paying the premium because that's what we say. You know, it's a lot of angles is at least you're knowing where it's coming from. Now, me, like I know, like I know the farms, if it's not my own, which three more weeks and hopefully I'll be taken down. But but if it's not my stuff, then it's it's from a friend's and I know exactly where it came from. But I'm an exception to the rules. So that's the advantage I do think of the typical consumer is being able to go to a regulated you know, facility does have COAs on file, so it doesn't show any heavy metals or, you know, herbicides, pesticides, all those things you don't want to smoke. That's a downside of going to those events. You really don't know what you're getting. You have no idea. Totally. It's Um, it's old school. Yeah. Why don't, doesn't California put terpenes on their fucking labels? Oh my gosh. I don't understand It's like you've been hanging out with me or something. (laughs) (laughs) So it's crazy. No, it's it's something that, um, like many things, it comes back to politics, I hate to say. But you're paying a premium. So if you imagine you're already paying, say, four or $500 for testing any specific cultivar. So the more cultivars you run, the more batches you do, the more testing you have to. It's a premium to actually do not just a breakdown of the top cannabinoids, but to do a breakdown of the cannabinoids and the top terpenes. So most don't do it. I'm happy. I support those that do, like Fiddler's Greens. A friend of mine, uh, I'll have to show you. I'll send you a picture of his packaging. Um, But Cam, Cameron Hatter. Phenomenal guy, huge advocate. I was just, we were doing a beach cleanup in Bodega Bay. That's where we were with them in high tide. And they did a barbecue at his, at his farm. Um, he's one. He puts terpenes on everything. And then he requests any of the uh, clients that he distributes for, which same things, very root style, very cottage style 
Um, nothing against the big guys. That's just not what he wants to promote in his uh, distribution network. He, he highly requests all of them to do terpene testing as well. Because what you're talking to is a great segue because Rochelle is also, I know you've been up to Canada enough. Um, it's interesting because in Canada, they reference cannabis 2.0, which, um, you know, they legalized October 17, 2018. And then they waited a year, which I'm not against. I get why they did it. They did only a year for the first flower and then allowed concentrates. So Canada calls cannabis 2.0 when concentrates came about. What I use that term for is cannabis 2.0, just the mentality and mindset of the consumers getting to that point to where, and again, I'm, I'm picking on Rochelle, this is why she's a great guest co-host because we know each other well enough and we talk all the time. But like Rochelle and I both, she's never like, dude, so too much indica. To, we, we don't talk indica, sativa, mm-hmm. hybrid. We don't talk we what the cultivar source is. indica and 95% <laughs> is hybrid. I hate to tell everyone, but unless you're some super genetics geek like me that freaking loves land races and has, you know, seeds from Durban poison <laughs> out of South Africa. And right. it's just not so, but we do talk about like most friends, you know, Lemonine, myrcene. I mean, those are pinene. I'd say are probably my, my top pal. three. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, so I'm always attracted mm-hmm. to those plants. I don't know why I'm not. Gro- I'm in the middle of growing. Um, gosh, it's a Mendo cross with a 98 pre Bubba, which neither of them really have Whoa. a dominant of those turp, but it's it was this one off genetics from a friend. Yeah, um, they're yeah. close, <laughs> Rochelle. They're very. I'll show you pictures. Save they're a little of that close. for me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll <thank> love you. <laughs> this. So, but it is one of those things where you know. Kind of going back to what you were, you were speaking of before, and all of us agreed too. You know what you like. Your body knows. Like I can smell those terps, and I know that's that's what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got lemonine in it because it's got the citrus because it's a tangy, right? So, all of us know what we like. Our body knows what it likes. And I'm with you all. There's a few. My buddy had a, a rogue uh, seed one time. I was investing in his business out in Palm Springs. He had. Uh, this rogue seed, it ended up becoming um, a GDP crossed with Harlequin. So Granddaddy Purple, which mm-hmm. is very fruity and uplifting, and then Harlequin, which is a phenomenal um, CBD-dominant mm-hmm. cultivar. In that thing, I literally laid down and just had to put Jimi Hendrix on my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was one of the way it hit me, and it was like a body and heady, and I was like, oh, my gosh, why do you only have to have one plant of this? Oh, wow. Uh, but then fast forward and, again, relaying with you all, uh, Ryan, who another good friend who's a phenomenal grower, I've given genetics to Ryan Harner, who Rochelle works with, a great NorCal guy, he's grew for 10 years professionally. He had something, it was some Mac one crossed with, I don't know what, but my gosh, like he gave it to me. And when I was younger, I totally beat up my body. Sorry, I'm like dressed cash. This is my second day off in three weeks. So this is why you get the casual. You look <laughs> great. Are you kidding me? Stop, Lance. I'm Stop. being so cow. You look amazing. <laughs> I, look, I look amazing, Rochelle. I didn't recognize you when you walked up to me. I mean, I did, but you know what I mean? I'm like, my God. I mean, I lost a little bit of weight and I've been trying to clean up, you know, less the beard with this whole pandemic. But Rochelle is like a whole new woman, freaking rock star whole over new. here. Whole new fucking I know. woman. She might right actually there. have to move to SoCal, she, not NorCal. If she keeps doing this, dude. Seriously, <laughs> she looks so fucking hot and sexy. Like she's always been hot and sexy, but now, girl, the brains and the looks. My gosh, she's got it going on <laughs> the next plane. No, people. I love seeing how healthy yeah. all of us. All of us have been healthy through the the pandemic. This is great. Yep. But going back to, so it's the same thing. Like Ryan had this, and I just. I was so hard on my body between water skiing and, and cross-country running and all this when I was a kid. It's one of those, I don't know if this happened to you, tell me if it has, if you have pains or random spots, but I know it's good for me because I'll feel a little bit of pain go to those. For me, it's my ankles and my knees, and it'll be like for about 30, 40 seconds, and then 
boom, gone. Mm-hmm. Like what, like as soon as it gets into my endo, endocannabinoid system, gets through the ECS, like what you're saying, like being able to concentrate, not having the haze, because obviously, you know, a brain injury, to your point, that's something totally different than my bad knee and ankle, it's you know, awful. but you very much know in the cerebral, if it's something that's affecting you in the way you want it to. And 90% of the things I get at these pop-ups are, um, they don't work. So I've got yeah. like 50 different, you know, cultivars that are shitty. So, I mean, it turns into guest weed, but I mean, it's good oh guest weed at 90 and 8. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. um... <laughs> it better be. Yeah, right, it better be. No, I definitely feel that too. Like, for me, I know it, I feel a little less pressure behind my eyes, and then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is one. <laughs> yeah, it's doing it, right? I do love a Mac, though. I want to try that. Mac oh, is okay. amazing. So, Michelle. Yeah. So, again, I, Mac I keep, is balls. keep calling out John, Johnny Ray, but, my gosh, his, like... I go to his farm and it's one of those like, man, when I grow, I mean, I've been growing since I was a teenager, but he's next level. I'm like, man, I want to grow like him when I get older, you know, but he just, he has these, um, it's a, what is his? I think it's a Mac. I think it's a Mac four is what he's running. But anyway, he he had it in his personal, I'll show you guys the pictures. First we did a tour of his, his personal garden. Then we went up to his professional garden. That's where all that, that's where that tangy, what smelled like a tangy kush to me, he had in his greenhouse, like, oh my gosh, dude, you put out fire. But again, it's crazy how we're attracted to, and to your point, Rochelle knows what her body feels like when she gets the right, but it's a weird combination. It has to be the right terpenes and, and the right cannabinoids, I feel. It does. You know, it has to be the engine and the steering wheel because you know, it's not all about the THC, right? It's so not about <laughs> THC, and we need to stop uh, basically you know, basing our consumer purchases and pricing. Like, New York wants to do this bullshit. Oh, don't even um, tell me. Uh, yes, about the THC, THC percentage. Oh. I mean, like, what in the Gross. actual fuck? Like, it's just so stupid. It is, because yeah. all my friends uh, well, that grow, that smoke, none of them are smoking over 18%. Most of them are smoking between right? 16 and 18. Right? And the number one cultivar for my grower friends, which I'm not knocking, I love it too, forbidden fruit. Oh, is that all, right? Kev smokes forbidden fruit. Cam smoking forbidden fruit. Swami smoke. All the guys huh. on the hill that like forbidden fruits, like they're modern day for me, Northern Lights. Like that was mm. mine when okay. I was Northern Lights for the win. Yeah. Okay. So it's like one of those go to. None of them test over eighteen percent. So this whole thing is just ah. Okay. Can I just nuts. tell you? So a human that I get cannabis from um, went to Oregon and. Lemon pound cake and pink pixie. Okay, two separate things. The lemon pound cake smelled amazing. Yeah. But pink pixie was just a different terpy shit. And I don't, and Oregon did say, but it was just normal. I mean, but it's the percentages of whatever's in them and how the entourage works. So, OMFG. So the 13% pink pixie compared to the 23% lemon pound cake. Pink Pixie all day, man. Oh, wow. Like, Pink Pixie, whatever is in that shit was really good. And crazy? And I mean, original cheese in Canada. When I first learned cannabis, like, could help me really function was in Canada, and it was original cheese by Can Trust. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you've always been an advocate for cheese. I love a cheese, honestly. Those cheeses I love are, a cheese. Europe loves cheese 
and hazes for the record. Me too. Oh my gosh. Haze. That, I'm a haze. Haze, yeah, silver, haze ha- super silver day. haze. I love a haze. haze. Oh my god! You actually, Cannabiotics does a pretty good haze. I'll have to get some so you can try it. It's actually a <sighs> so, really good haze. And that's so. If you guys want to try, I brought in some of last season's. Um, Andrew's dad loves what I grow, but that's a haze. So if you <gasps> oh want to try, it's my heady haze. Yeah. Yes, and please yeah, and thank nice you. Nice and mild. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff will give you a review of it. I gave him like two or three ounces. <laughs> I, th- I think he actually already did. I think he, I think he uh, gave it two thumbs up. So nice. We'll find out for nice. sure. <laughs> Can I just say I am so grateful for you guys, you know, talking to me today. I just feel like so strong in my passion and my pursuit of this plant to bring awareness and remove the damn stigma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like. The Grand Island meeting and the Karens, there's lots of them out there, and they just don't know what they don't know. And it's one of those things yep. where you just have to say, you know, if they just smoked a little. I mean, I hate to be. Oh, <laughs> I no, say that. Real. But the for ones real, who are the, so uptight yes. are the ones that you're like, why? Like, Come on. Were, do you just like, were you kicked out of the sandbox when you were a kid? Right. Or you just didn't hang out? You know, why like, are you so yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. want to say, too. Nikki, that I'm just so proud of you. And it's so fun to be here with you and to watch you have grown in this space and, you know, advocated for yourself and for other patients. Because Lance and I say it all the time. It's always about the patients first and foremost. And that keeps getting lost. It keeps getting lost. And we have to remember that that has always been the focus and always needs to remain the focus. And I'm just so, so proud of you. And I thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable. (laughs) And I'm excited to have you keep doing it and like sharing your story and having other people be inspired as well. So. Thanks, buddy. No. I don't even Fuzzies. think I could add anything to that. Rochelle did such a good job. <laughs> I echo the set of everything that she said in very much true. And I'm with Rochelle. I always tell people I'm I'm an you know advocate, not an activist. Activist forces their thoughts and and you yeah. know screams yes. and yells and tells. Whereas Rochelle and I both were educators first. So that's where the advocacy comes in, just supporting an ideology that we believe in. But Again, that's exactly what you bring. And it's crazy because one person, it's just like when someone has something bad to say about a company, they say they share it with, you know, 10 friends. When they have something good to say, say they only share it with one. That's definitely the opposite in this industry. You know, yeah. one person talks to 10 to 20. You'll find I've had more fruitful conversations with Uber drivers and flight attendants and front hotel reset. In one-on-one, now yeah. I do believe that that three-quarters of the population in this country are pro-cannabis on some level. I totally believe those statistics. Because mm-hmm. one-on-one, they're like, no, mm-hmm. my, I'm trying to get my grandma to use it. She's had two friends that have passed away from pharmaceuticals, and I'm trying to get my mom. And I'm trying – like, just the conversations when people come out one-on-one, so Can many I people support Can I just say it. the universe Amazing. puts yep. us there – to tell the story yeah, because somebody exactly. needs to hear what you have to say. I was in the uh, Colorado airport for my layover before oh, yeah, coming yeah. here yeah. and a girl literally sat next to me and I was singing to my dog and then like we just had a laugh and she said, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a cannabis ambassador and I gave her my card and <laughs> yeah. she's awesome. like, oh, that's that. cool. And she's Cute. like, you're a TBI survivor. My brother has a TBI. Oh, no wow. And said... Cannabis has really helped you. We should really look into that. And again, mm, wow, you guys, amazing. I mean, this is like, yep. I got chills yes. because this is the shit. Every single day, someone reaches yeah. out to me and says, wow, your post really inspired me. Or That's the coolest. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm, I love I'm it when people 80, are like. I have over a thousand shares yeah. on one post. Like, 
Love it. And I have like 80,000 views. I mean, like, how does that even happen to somebody oh, that no. doesn't even it's... know how to use fucking hashtags? And what's even better <laughs> is when they come back, they tell you the follow-up story. I just told someone a story the other day, a gentleman who reached out. And, and again, uh, Rochelle sees this. She follows me on LinkedIn. Every like three months, some article or some story will come up. Maybe it's the stats of now 351,000 people are employed full-time by this industry in the U.S. Like that's one I post up the article. And, you know, one thing that I keep preaching is like, is like the fact that, you know, literally we need everyone in this industry. We need, it doesn't matter, medical, you know, scientific, uh, human resources, sales, marketing, logistics, y- you name it. This one individual reached out to me and saw this post where I'm like, it's never too late to follow your passion. We still need people like you. Mm-hmm. He reached out and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, actually active duty and I've got some serious security all the way to the Pentagon. I do logistics, blah, blah. He's like, but I've always been an advocate. Even wow. not being able to consume, I've been an advocate and wow. passionate. And I was like, follow man. I'm like, you have traits that this industry need. We need people that know logistics that are buttoned up and all about SOPs. Like everything you're telling me are the foundational things that this industry needs to be successful. He posts up is about nine months later and he tags me and a few other people. And he's like, you know, I followed my dreams. I pursued what I want to do. I got out of the military. Now I'm front operations manager for this facility in Florida. I want to thank da, 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 da. You know, I was wondering, and I was like, oh my God, like that's what it's for. Yeah. Like nothing against the wow. other, not, nothing against automotive and .com, the other industries I was in, but I mm-hmm. didn't get the warmy, fuzzy feelings by getting, <laughs> you know, whoever it was, the Cox sisters rich at autotrader.com or the scripts rich. When I, you know, this is where it's something that, you know, it, yeah, it's just making that impact. And then mm-hmm. you will, like I said, you'll hear the stories and it'll just get you stoked. It Love does, it. every one of them. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Just thank really- yeah, thank you again. Welcome again to, to the beautiful West Coast. We're glad to have you here. And I know you're going to be meeting with some really cool people during your stay. So. I can't wait. Thanks, awesome. guys. Cool. Well, thank you again to Nikki. Thank you again to Rochelle. And again, we're going to have Rochelle on another show, do a little uh, guest co-hosting. If we, can get her, if we can get her to move out to the West Coast, I think she'll be here even more often. So anyway, I want to thank everyone, as always, for tuning in. Again, this was another episode of Cure to Consumption. And definitely take care of yourselves. And remember, it's all about good vibes. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.